Hello and welcome to this week's journalism.co.uk podcast. I'm Adelina Giovanno and today's topic is editorial collaboration. We'll be hearing from Tom Trunert, who leads business development and partnerships at Midan, about a recent initiative he co-founded called Pop-Up Newsroom. Collaboration can be between different organizations, between teams in the same newsroom or cross-border. Trunard and Fergus Bell, a journalist and news consultant for Dig Deeper Media, met when they both became members of the First Draft Network. During that time, they worked side-by-side on projects such as Electionland, an experiment between journalism schools, newsrooms and technology companies that brought everyone together to cover voting issues on US Election Day back in November. Both Trunard and Bell wanted to find a way to replicate that model for other projects, so they came up with Pop-Up Newsroom, a series of in-person collaborations designed to prompt newsroom innovation across technology, editorial and sustainability. Here's Tom, who explains the initial aim of the project. We started to think through if we could kind of replicate that with a goal of being very kind of uh, nimble and agile and uh, experimental uh, with a goal of kind of driving both kind of editorial innovation, trying new formats, new workflows, but also kind of technical innovation. And so from from our perspective as Niden, you know, we're trying to build tools for kind of newsrooms and, and collaboration, both kind of within the newsroom and across newsrooms. So for us, that experience was really useful in, in the sense that we were able to see people in real time using the tool, kind of see what was working, see what wasn't working. Uh, We were able to make kind of changes on the fly as it kind of needed to happen, even in a kind of lightweight prototype kind of way. Pop-Up Newsroom launched at the beginning of June and for its inauguration, it worked on a one-day collaborative experiment in the UK around the snap election. It brought together 28 students from a handful of UK universities, as well as a group of representatives from newsroom tools and platforms including Google News Lab and Newswhip Spike to monitor what was happening on UK election day and receive training in social news gathering. And we tried something kind of different there. We, we were trying to, rather than really have a very well-designed process going into that day, the kind of the spirit of Pop-Up Newsroom is that we wanted to involve the participants in that process. So I think that that takes kind of a, a shift in how you approach something. That was definitely a little challenging. I think, you know, particularly the timescale of, of that effort was, was really hard. But we deliberately had the, the people who were participating come into that process. They could have the idea of election land as a reference point, but we didn't have a very clear workflow design, didn't have even the kind of topics that we wanted to cover defined. Um, And so we kind of went through this facilitation process where we really tried to encourage people to think through what, you know, what are the challenges of covering an election in real time? What are the opportunities there? um, And how can we put something together that can allow us to kind of do something that's creative and experimental? and And how can we build the experimental process into that? So we didn't sit down for an hour and decide exactly what the day was going to look like. We, we tried to be kind of iterative. So we would just do something for an hour, an hour and a half. And if that wasn't working, we'd kind of have a big stand-up meeting and, and we'd try and get feedback as we're going and make changes. So that is, um, I think it's a really productive process, but it's definitely also not what a lot of people are, are used to, especially in student newsrooms, but also in, in big newsrooms where there's a lot of clarity around who's doing what role the whole time. Pop-up newsroom is much more about trying to break out of that and, and have space where we can come up with and, and test new ideas. Not all of them are going to succeed.
succeed. And so there's also the, the failure of like doing something for a little while that's not working and how you respond to that is kind of largely define how much you get out of the experience. But I think creating a, a space where you can experiment and, and try things, whether that's editorial or technological, and often those two are really closely intertwined, is, is really new and valuable. And, and I think it's kind of a really good framework for coming up with some new approaches to workflows and editorial products, I guess. The project aims for each of the participants to actively shape how one of these pop-up newsrooms unfold, so there isn't a hard structure for the day. For the general election, the participants used human-centered design methods to constantly review and adjust their processes, an approach also used by Midan when they create and build their own tools for newsrooms. Our kind of design and product philosophy is very much grounded in human-centric design. So that's how our product teams work, is with a lot of user input. I was the lead on a night prototype fund project that we won in 2014. And as part of that, they fly you to Pittsburgh and there's a group there called Luma, a design studio. And they put you through kind of a, a two-day training in these processes. And it's mainly is a night news challenge prototype fund. So it's a lot of other media groups. And it was really productive to use these techniques that traditionally is used to design spaces or objects, you know, kind of physical products. But I think a lot of the value of this kind of discipline is in the process and in the way that it kind of encourages you to deconstruct problems and frame opportunities in a way that can help you push you forward in, in a useful way. And it's kind of um, very grounded in collaboration. It requires a lot of input and creativity. A lot of it is about, we, you know, use a lot of post-it notes, a lot of whiteboards, kind of a fast-paced process. What I really like about the Luma approach is that they have different kind of methods. They have kind of broadly three sets of methods. One is for looking at a problem. One is for kind of understanding that problem. And one is for kind of building stuff to address that problem. And so within those, there's a whole range of methods that you can use for different contexts, different goals. And it's really a very uh, visual way of kind of deconstructing problems and then trying to build a, a solution. It can be done in, in that kind of agile, nimble way so that as we were going throughout the day, we could kind of take a step back and then we could maybe just try some some problem clustering on a whiteboard and try and see okay what are the challenges that we're trying to address where are the opportunities in what we're doing as, as we're going you know so I think it's a very creative process I think it's really well suited to newsrooms I think it takes a little training in, in kind of getting into that frame of mind but as soon as you kind of get people thinking that way you kind of see light bulb come on and then they start to think a little bit more creatively about the possibilities of what they can do if they kind of reframe the problem or kind of deconstruct it in some way so I think it was really really valuable part of the day and I think it kind of speaks more broadly to the, the pop-up newsroom approach of experimentation and iteration and not being afraid to try something that, that might fail because you know there's, there's lessons in there too so. Going forward pop-up newsroom will strive to tackle a variety of projects not just election focused and bring in different people from a variety of backgrounds each time to collaborate on solutions. You know, elections are a nice, uh, kind of a nice hook for this kind of work. But I hope this doesn't just become a, an election, <laughs> an election project. I'd love to do a pop up on how we could better cover the, the migrant crisis, or you know, there's, there's lots of kind of transnational issues that involve different groups that we can try and, and, and kind of experiment with. I like working on elections, and obviously, you know, there's a, always people are energized to work around that. But I certainly think we can apply this to, to other contexts, and so that's something we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks in Texas.
Texas is looking at how we can um, adapt some of the techniques and technologies we've been using to try and cover kind of hate crimes in the U.S. And, and so that's obviously a very different challenge. And we've already experienced some of the things that we were doing for election land and cross-check that they aren't working. So we need to try and uh, solve a problem challenge that's kind of within within the project. We need to come up with some creative ways to try and cover this uh, in, a, in a better way. And again, we're going to be working with some groups of student journalists looking forward to that. We certainly hope that Pop-Up Museum can be a, a space where we can get a really, di- I think, bringing in diverse actors. It would be, it's one definite goal. You know, I'd love to work on some kind of editorial problem with broadcasters and publishers and student journalists. I think you'd get a lot out of that. So we're certainly looking to kind of bring together people from different backgrounds. So having the Cosana folks there, Cosana is not mainly designed for journalism. It's mainly designed for analyzing financial markets in real time. But that kind of frame of mind and approach really brings something that's valuable and that you wouldn't usually find. So I think there's a lot of value in, in, in kind of creating a, a diverse experimental space where we can kind of learn from other disciplines. You know, we come from this, you know, open source collaborative verification background, Kozana from a different background, Newswhip comes from a different background. So I think there's a lot of value in, in bringing together diverse technical partners, but also different groups within within journalism. I really hope that's something that we can carry forward. And I think that's a real strength of the project. That's it for this week. But if you want to hear more about collaborations between newsrooms, check back to the beginning of June for another podcast I hosted with Tim Griggs about his recent research on the challenges and opportunities of editorial collaborations between local and national news outlets. Tim and I spoke about what hinders the process for newsrooms to reach out and work together on stories or projects, and he offered some advice for how to get past these barriers, such as involving all relevant players from the beginning. And if you didn't know, we've announced the dates and some of the main topics for our next NewsyWire digital journalism event. It will take place on the 22nd and 23rd of November in London, and collaboration is one of the things we'll be talking about. Check out NewsyWire.com for more details, and get in touch if there is anything in particular you'd like to know about this issue. Thanks for listening to the journalism.co.uk podcast.